Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. If we haven't met, my name is Ade and it's my privilege today to finish our sermon series that we are doing at the moment called WOW! Words of Wisdom from the book of Proverbs. If you're online, we are so glad that you're with us. If you haven't watched any of the series so far, jump online. It's all there. You can be involved in that. That will be great. But if you've got a Bible, we'll get straight to work in a moment. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. One verse that I believe is going to encourage us. It's going to strengthen us. It's going to equip us and empower us to be all that God is calling us to be today. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Uh, Today, I want to speak to us from a very simple topic, the principal thing. The principal thing. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you because you're here right now. I ask, oh God, that you would just wrap me in your Christ. I put your word in my heart. I pray that you would speak through me today in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that you would go through every aisle, go through every road, touch every single soul. Lord, I ask today that you would equip us. I pray that you would empower us. I pray that you would encourage us through your word. We give you praise for what you're about to do in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. In somebody who believed it said, Amen. Amen. As some of you know, we have two amazing children. I have a young lion and a little princess, and they're fantastic kids, and I love them with all of my heart, and it's awesome to be their parent. Uh, But recently, I've just been kind of discovering something interesting about them. They've got to a stage in life where they're asking lots and lots of questions. You know, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the kind of questions that we're asking when they were three and four years old, where every four seconds it was like, Daddy this, Daddy this. You know, those questions I knew the answers to. Those questions always ended with, do what I tell you to do. Those questions always ended with, I'm right, just move on, let's go on. Now they're asking questions for understanding's sake. <sighs> you know, they're asking questions like, Dad, how do cars work? Um, I, there's an engine, there's combustion, there is petrol, there is fuel, there is oil. Put them all together, voila, and it works. In other words, Daddy has no clue whatsoever, but somehow the car works and it's awesome. And sometimes they even look at me and go, Dad, I don't think you know the answer. Why don't you jump on Google and Google it? (laughs) And it gets me right there. All that to simply say this. Now, in our text today, the writer is simply saying this. Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all your gettings, get understanding. And right from the get-go, I want us to understand today that wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Uh, Our finance is not the principal thing. Mm. Our our jobs is not the principal thing. Our occupation is not the principal thing. Our future is not the principal thing. Our purpose is not the principal thing. Our destiny is not the principal thing. Our status is not the principal thing. Our spouses, as awesome as they are, are not the principal thing. Our children are not the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, now I know what some of you are thinking. You're saying to yourself, but Ade, I, I thought a relationship with Jesus is actually the principal thing. And, and you were right. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says this, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the principal thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. What does that mean? It, it means three things. First of all, it means this, that we need to know Jesus. 
That if we're going to have wisdom in our life, that we need to know Jesus. That we need to have an active and living relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. That we need to believe that he is indeed the Son of God. That he died on the cross. That he was buried in the grave. And that on the third day he rose up again. We need to believe that in him is life and life evermore. We need to believe that in him we're forgiven of our sin. We need to believe that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. And when we have that relationship with Jesus, we begin to step into a place of wisdom. Uh, maybe you're here today and you haven't started a relationship with Jesus. At the end of the service, we want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ a friend. We want to give you an opportunity to start a relationship with him. But here's the thing. Wisdom is the principal thing, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, it's not just enough that we get to know Jesus, but we have to come to a point where we accept him as master. I, I want you to notice that it says, the fear of the Lord. It, it doesn't say the fear of Jesus. It doesn't say the fear of God. It says the fear of the Lord. In other words, there's got to be a point where our relationship with Jesus goes beyond just having him as our savior, but we need to step into a place where Jesus is actually Lord of our lives, that he's actually master, that he's actually the boss, that we get to a place where we understand that we are coming, bringing our lives under submission to his plans, bringing our lives under submission to his purposes, bringing our lives under submission to his preferences. That we need to come to a place where the teachings of the Bible, we see them as relevant and as real and important to affect our lives. And when we come to this place where we say, you know what, I believe Jesus, I accept him as master in my life, we begin to operate in wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, we need to know him. We need to accept him as Lord. But not only do we need to accept him as Lord, as master, we need to have this reverence or this, we need to revere the Lord, the fear of the Lord, not, not being afraid of the Lord, but the fear of the Lord. This is the, the, the sense that we revere the Lord, that we have a reverence towards God. This, this is the sense that we, we come to God with an understanding that God is majestic in nature. Uh, we come to God knowing that God is awesome, not the way I use the word awesome. But the God is awesome, that God is holy in nature, that his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, his heart is not our way, our heart, that God is unique and special, that we don't treat him as common, that we come to God and say, Lord, I revere you, I honor you, I, I see you as majestic, you are holy in all that you are. And when we come to God with this approach that says, God, you are majestic and holy. When we come to God and we operate with that attitude, that, 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 that approach, that mentality, that we begin to operate in wisdom because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. And it's clear through Scripture that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But when we look at this verse, the, the, the writer lets us know that in all of our gettings, that we need to get understanding. That there is the sense, if you would, that by practical definition, the wisdom can be defined as this. Wisdom can be defined as understanding. The wisdom can be defined as knowing what to do, or knowing how things work, or it is knowing what to do and when to do it. Right, let me put it this way. Wisdom is not just knowing that you need a budget, but it's knowing how to work a budget. Oh, it's going to be a good ride today. Uh, wisdom is not just knowing that you need to raise your kids, but knowing how to raise each individual child. 
Uh, wisdom is not just knowing that you need to study, but knowing how to study to get the right result in your subject. Uh, wisdom is not just knowing that you need to live a godly life. Wisdom is not just knowing that you need to have the right relationship, but it's actually knowing how to have the right relationship. Friends, godly wisdom is both spiritual and practical. And I love it that Jesus begins to teach in the book of Luke chapter 7, and he's teaching and he's preaching. And in the 35th verse, he says this. He says that wisdom is known or proved right by all of her children. And what Jesus is letting us know in that passage of Scripture is this, that there are benefits to living a life of wisdom. There are benefits to having the fear of the Lord in your life. There are benefits to having practical and spiritual wisdom operating in your life, that there are benefits to that. And this morning, what I want to do with the few moments we have left today is I want to give us a couple of things, a few things that are the benefits of living a life of wisdom. I hope you're taking notes because not take is a world changer. Is anybody with me this morning? First thing you need to write down is this. The first benefit of wisdom is this, that wisdom protects. Wisdom protects. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 11 says this. Oh, sorry. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 says this. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse four, uh, 12 says this. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of, he, of him who has it. And the Bible is teaching us this, that when we operate in wisdom, that when we have wisdom, that we have obtained wisdom, that wisdom protects our lives. That wisdom has this way of, of ensuring that we are safe. That wisdom, if you would, keeps us from injury and harm. Wisdom protects us. And the way that wisdom protects us is that wisdom does so by guarding us. Uh, what does it guard us from? I'm so glad you asked. First of all, it guards, it, it guards us from the foolishness of other people. And everybody said, amen. <laughs> but not only does it guard us from the foolishness of other people, wisdom also guards us from our own foolishness. And the silence hits the room. <laughs> and the reason it does that is so that it can keep us safe from harm and injury. Wisdom protects us. It guards us. And the number one thing that wisdom guards is actually our heart. Wisdom protects us by guarding our hearts. And the reason why it's important that our hearts are guarded is because Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 tells us that out of the heart flows everything that we do. Wisdom protects us. And the way that wisdom protects us is by guarding us. And the thing that it guards is our heart. Wisdom protects us. Now, I've got to be honest with you and kind of have a bit of a confession to make. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with flat packs. Uh, if you don't know what flat packs are, flat packs are those, um, those furniture that you get in little pieces that come in a flat pack, and you have to take it home and assemble yourself. I, I love flat packs because I can go online and order it, I can go to Ikea, and almost instantly it is in my car, it's in my house. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. But I hate flat packs because no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, when it's all said and done, there's always some screw there's always some bolt. There's always some nut that is still left over. And I'm looking at it going, how is this possible? And I get, I don't know if you can tell, but I get really, <laughs> oh, Jesus, have mercy. I get really frustrated and I get angry and I get really annoyed. And I've just got to the point now where I've realized that whenever I'm doing a flat pack, I need to lock myself in a room, put my family on the other side. Sometimes I even tell them to go for a walk because if I don't do that, what happens is I get so frustrated, I get so mad that I take it out on them, unfortunately. Anybody else like that? 
Okay, one honest person in the room. But, but, but I hate flat packs. And whenever I tell my friends about it, I go, oh, friends, uh, I've got these issues with flat pack. They look at me and they laugh and they go, Ada, you know what your problem is? I'm like, no, I don't. What is it? The problem is that you're not reading the manual. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're not reading the manual. If you read the manual, in the manual is the wisdom required to do the flat pack. Now, I don't necessarily agree with them because I think some of those manuals are wrong. I think the picture is just not right. I think there's some bad engineering in the picture. I'm just going to put it out there. But they are right. In the manual is every level of wisdom that you need to be able to protect your heart from heartache. And this is the thing, when it comes to guarding our hearts, when it comes to protecting us, the way we get that wisdom is through the Word of God. That in the Word of God is the manual, in the Word of God is the wisdom that you and I need so that we are protected, our hearts are protected, our hearts are guarded. Wisdom is the principal thing, but wisdom also protects our heart. Let me put it this way. Wisdom simply means that you and I are applying the teachings of the Bible in our life. That we're applying the teachings so that we're not sluggards. That we're applying the teachings so we can avoid temptation. That we're applying the teachings so that we can watch what we say with our mouths. That we're applying our teachings so that we can step into the destiny and the plan that God has for us. It is not the verses that we know that makes the difference. It's the verses that we do that protect our heart. It's the verses that we do that guides our heart. It's the verses that we do that makes the difference in our lives. Wisdom is the principal thing, and wisdom gives us protection. The, the second benefit we see in the Bible when it comes to wisdom is this, that wisdom doesn't just protect us, but wisdom gives us hope. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 13 says this, are you still with me? Please stay with me for a second. Eat honey, my son, for it is good, and the honeycomb is sweet for your palate. Whew, amen. Realize that wisdom is the same for you. If you find it, you will have a future and your hope will never fade. And Solomon is letting us know right here, Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, is letting us know as the author of Proverbs chapter 24 that wisdom gives us hope. What is hope? Hope is the expectation that something good is going to happen. Hope is the desiring that you're going to obtain something, that you desire something, you want something, you're going to obtain it. Hope is trusting, it's waiting, it's desiring that something good is going to happen in the future. And the Bible teaches you and I today that wisdom gives us hope. And the way the wisdom gives us hope is this, the wisdom gives us hope because hope serves as a compass in our lives. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 11 says this, I'm teaching you the way of wisdom. I'm guarding you on the straight path. Wisdom gives us hope by serving as a compass. And a compass, or as a compass, hope gives us, guides us, and directs us. Let me say that again. Wisdom serves or gives us hope by serving as a compass. And hope as a compass guides and directs our paths. Now, now, some of you would know this to be true. In fact, all of you would know this to be true. That there are two maybe key ways of navigation. There's a compass and there's a GPS or a sat-nav. Yeah, right place. Amen. But the difference between the sat-nav and the compass is this, that a sat-nav gives you turn-by-turn navigation, but a compass, it doesn't. So, for example, if I was, the weather's looking a bit all right today, if I was going to go to South End, going to go to the beach... I would get into Pastor Gavin's car because I don't have a car, and I would get to the GPS thing, and I would put in the coordinates for South, for South End. I'd get the kids in his car, amen, I'd get my wife in his car, amen, and he would not have a car, praise the Lord. And I would look at the navigation, and it would tell me, you're on Pasmos Avenue, hook a right, and when you get to the roundabout, at the light, hook another left, and it would give me turn-by-turn navigation until I got to South End. But the compass doesn't do that. 
A compass just gives you cardinal direction. It just gives you north, east, west, and south. I got that right. North, east, west, and south. In other words, all a compass does is guides you in the right direction. It doesn't give you all the details. It just guides you in the right direction. That is what wisdom does. Wisdom doesn't give you all the details. Wisdom doesn't tell you turn left here and do this there and do that there. All wisdom does is wisdom points you in the right direction. Wisdom guides you in the way that you should go. Wisdom gives us hope, or rather wisdom guides us by giving us hope. Hope of what? Hope that things will get better. Hope that God has a preferred future for us. Hope that things will work out for us. Hope that God, that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Friends, I want you to understand this morning that wisdom gives us hope, and the way that it gives us hope is by guiding and directing our path. Wisdom is the principal thing, and wisdom gives us hope. But can please have the keys up. That would be fantastic. Wisdom protects us. Wisdom gives us hope. And finally today, wisdom strengthens us. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 19 says this, wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 rulers of the city. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 13 says, 18 rather says this, wisdom is better than the weapons of war. And what I love is this, that the writer of Ecclesiastes He's making a correlation, rather he equates strength and military power. That in the same way an army or weapons of war strengthens a city from attack or strengthens a city's position, wisdom does the same thing for us. That wisdom strengthens us from attack. But not only that, it strengthens our position. And the way if you would, by closer examination, when we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 19, we begin to realize that the word, Hebrew word that's translated strength is the word ta'oz. And that word is only seen in two passages of Scripture. It's seen in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 19, which we've read, but also in Psalm 89, verse 13. And this is what it says. This is the psalmist speaking of God. It says, powerful is your arm. Strong is your hand. Your right hand is filled high, or sorry, lifted high in glorious strength. And the thought is this, that when we live a life that stems from wisdom, the power of God is made available for us. That instead of trusting, instead of relying on our own strength, our own power, our own might, that when we live a life of wisdom, we can access the very power of God and that actually strengthens us. But by way of illustration, I don't know if many of you have ever had to use a blunt knife or an axe before. Yeah, a few hands have gone up. You know that it requires a lot of effort to cut through anything. You, you're like a lot of, watch this. You put a lot of your energy in it. You put a lot of your strength in it. You put a lot of your power in it. You put a lot of your ability into it. And it doesn't really cut through. But all you need to do is get the same blade, sharpen the blade, and once you've done it, you get to use less energy, less strength, less power, less ability, and all of a sudden you're cutting through it. 
that is a great picture of what wisdom does in our lives. That instead of relying on our own strength, when we operate in wisdom, instead of operating in our own strength, in our own power, in our own mind, all of a sudden we're able to lean into the power of God. We're able to lean into God's powerful arm. We're able to lean into his glorious strength. And as we do that, it's not that we're, it's not, it's nothing, nothing great, nothing significant, but what it is is that we're no longer using our own strength. And as a result, we come across as more powerful than we are. We come across as stronger than we are simply because we're operating in wisdom. Wisdom gives us strength. Friends, wisdom is the principal thing. And wisdom gives us strength. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. As I draw to a conclusion today, I just wanted to remind us that wisdom is the principal thing. And the benefits of wisdom is simply this. It protects us. The benefits of wisdom is this. It gives it hope. It guides us. It directs us. The benefit of wisdom is this. It strengthens us. It gives us might and power in God. Wisdom is the principal thing. And I love what James says. James chapter 1 verse 5 says this. That if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And this is what I really feel in my spirit. That as we step into this last third of the year, as we step into this new academic term, that we need to come to God and say, Lord, I need wisdom. Because wisdom is the principal thing. Come on, would you stand to your feet across this place if you can? Wisdom is the principal thing. Ade, how are you going to end the sermon? Really simple. A couple of things I need to do. One of them is we need to give people an opportunity to step into relationship with Jesus because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to pray for wisdom. And finally, we're going to pray for healing and bodies in this place. Just very quickly. So across this place, even when you're watching online, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, we talked about it a minute ago. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I need you to understand if you're under the sound of my voice today, that John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're under the sound of my voice today and you've never had a relationship with Jesus, you've never started a relationship with Jesus today, I want you to know that he loves you, he cares for you, he wants to enter in right relationship with you. Maybe once upon a time you used to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, but you found yourself away from him. Friend, can I tell you today that Jesus wants to start a relationship with you today. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your savior. He wants to be your Lord. And all it takes to start a relationship with Jesus today is simply by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So if you're here today, if you're watching online and you're under the sound of my voice and you say, Ade, I want to be a follower of Jesus today. I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I want you to do something bold and something 
something brave in this place. And I just want you to lift your hand up. If you're watching online, come on, would you put your hand on your heart? Would you let us know in the comments? God wants to move in your life today. So one, is there anybody here that says, Ade, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Today, I want to be a Christian. I see that hand, man. Two, is there anybody else here that says, I want to be a follower of Jesus? Three, if that's you, come on, would you be bold and brave? Just lift up your hand where you are. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Today is the day of salvation. If that's you, across this place, come on, would you lift your hand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Church, can we say this together? If you're watching from home, come on, you can say this with us. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Give me a new heart and a new start in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you said that prayer today, we're so proud of you. Maybe you didn't put your hand up. Please, at the end of the service, come to us. We have a Bible, a prayer team that would love to pray with you and connect with you. If you're watching online, we've got a Bible we want to give you. Let us know. Follow the link. We want to get to know you a little and just help you out in that space. But this is what I want to do. We don't normally do this in this place, but I felt this urge to do what is known as an altar call. Normally, I would just pray that everyone would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation. But I just felt like the Holy Spirit encouraged me today to say, hey, there needs to be a line of demarcation, which is simply this. If you feel this morning that you want God to fill you afresh with a spirit of wisdom and revelation, this is not for everyone. You know who you are. Say, God, I need a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need the wisdom from above. I need the wisdom from heaven. If that's you, I want you to lift both hands as high as they go and say, God, it's simply, it's just, it's just, all it is is a funnel to say, Lord, I receive a spirit of wisdom of revelation. I'm not going to belabor the issue. So if that's you, I'm going to count to threes. You say, yes, I want a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I, I want to pray for you today that you would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Just lift your hands as high as they go. Hallelujah. While we're at it, just before we pray, I got the sense in my spirit very quickly that there are a few people in this place that on the natural, it looks like you've been operating in wisdom, but it's not been wisdom you've been operating. When other people see you, they go, yes, you've been operating in wisdom. But what you've been operating in is a spirit of jealousy, a spirit of envy, a spirit of selfish ambition. It looks like wisdom, but it's not wisdom because it's not godly wisdom. And today God wants to break that off your life in the mighty name of Jesus. If that's you, that you can recognize that to be true in your life. Come on, would you lift your hands as well? I'm going to pray for all of us together and believe that God is going to bring a shift. Today is the day. There's going to be a difference being made. There's a Line in the in the line in the sand, you will never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for every hand that is lifted in this place. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of envy. We come against the spirit of jealousy. We come against the spirit of selfish ambition. We rebuke it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask right now that you would fill us with your spirit of wisdom and revelation. That God would know what to do and when to do it. I pray that understanding would be our portion, oh God. Lord, where there's an argument in the family, I pray that God would give us the wisdom how to operate in that space in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would guard our hearts in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would give us hope in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would strengthen us in the innermost man in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom. We thank you for the spirit of revelation in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now very quickly, if you're sick in body in this place, come on, would you just lift your hand where you are? I just want to pray and believe that the healing power of God would flow in this place. That your body would be strengthened. That God himself would quicken your mortal body in this place. 
Father God, we thank you for those that are sick here. We pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that your healing power would flow. Every sickness be gone in Jesus' name. We pray right now, oh God, that from the crown of their head to the very sole of their feet, that God, you release healing anointing in the name of Jesus. That everything that is missing and everything that is broken, we speak the shalom of Christ to it right now in Jesus' name. We pray that ears will begin to be healed right now. Inner ears healed in the name of Jesus. Every issue, oh God, for the bladder to kidneys, oh God, to livers. Right now, I speak the healing power of God to flow in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you praise for what you're doing in this place. We expect some great testimonies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.